Good evening, or whatever time that you are listening to this podcast is. This is Butter With That, a movie podcast um, with friends from Philly, and we uh, we talk about movies <laughs> like you do on a movie podcast. All of that is our. <laughs> I feel like it's like I'm very rusty. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while. Uh, yeah, it has it's been, been a while. while. Yeah, and we've had a very long day, and we're all pretty exhausted, and so we're excited to be here and uh, be drinking. Cheers, noise. Cheers, clink, clink, clink. This was definitely something I've been looking forward to all day. So it is nice to yes. nice to be back at it. Um, Missed your friends. Yeah, it's it's been quite some time. We only see each other when we record. That's it. That's it. <laughs> the only time. Um, oh yeah, I guess we should say like thank you for all the love on our most recent post. That Yay. was the compilation of all of the trailers we talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. I guess. Saw, did you see my dad's post on it? By the way, no. He was mm-hmm. like, Sonic had to be Tori's pick. And oh I was yeah. Like, From the account, I wrote, "Shut it, Bob." <laughs> <laughs> my dad was pretty sure I picked the men in black one, and I had to be like, "Nope, Sonic, yep. it is." I know. My dad got it wrong. <laughs> to you, the Sonic. Uh, but um, yeah, that was exciting. Which like we were talking a little bit about that. If that's like something you'd like to see, like us just posting, like um, you know, different types of like movie categories or stuff we're excited about. Like I think that's probably a pretty doable post we could just do every once in a while because it seems like people are into it. So if you have ideas about those kind of posts that you'd like to see, let us know. Yeah. You can email us at butterwiththatpodcast at gmail.com. Exactly. Yes. Emails. We hmm. do have an email. Give me Vamp while I pull it up. <laughs> wow, not. that's a lot of pressure. Give you a yeah. what? Just Vamp. Like, well, chat, Christine, chat. Your, arm, your arm is still bleeding. Uh, it currently, wow, it's uh, reaching about you an should, inch and a half. You should get those grapes again. Um, yeah. In case you were wondering over our physical states right now, I have an itchy eye from petting a cat. Uh, Christine has... Blood that doesn't even really look like it's actually coming from anywhere. Um. It's like stigmata. It's, uh, yeah, uh, yes. Stigmata. Anyone um, else get a weird injury or body thing they'd like to talk about? I got a bump on my leg. Great. I don't know what's from. Wonderful. I discovered awesome. a bump on my foot that I can't figure out what it is. I'm Welcome like, to bump with that. Bump with yeah. that. <laughs> Welcome to uh, go getting into your 30s. Oh my God. Already there. Hey, I'm only 25. Oh my God. Stop reminding us. Um, so we got a wonderful email from our friend Allison um, subject line so Connor doesn't cry himself to sleep tonight yay yeah you're getting kind of desperate bro I'm getting very desperate yeah Um, hey guys first of all I wanted to tell you how much I love the podcast thanks Allison yay we love you Allison I like that you pull from a wide range of movies it's helped me expand my movie horizons also you guys always make me laugh Wanted to hear your thoughts on Avengers Endgame and the final season of Game of Thrones, especially Christine's take on Barry and Game of Thrones. <laughs> also, I have an idea for a whiteboard question. If you could be on the set of any movie ever made, what movie would it be and why? Can't wait for the next podcast. Allison. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Allison. Mm. So who? Uh, how many of us have seen Endgame? Me. I have not. Me. I have not. Okay, so three out of the five. But we all liked it. it all. I, I know it's up. Yeah. yeah, we we are all. It seems like pretty happy with that. I yeah. think Game of Thrones might be a different story. Um, I didn't finish it, but I read it, and I was like, meh. 
Game of Thrones is wildly disappointing this season. Yeah. I, lo- I liked it, but it's also the only basis I have. I saw like three episodes from the season mm. and they're the only three I've ever seen. So. Which is interesting. Like, so I feel like a lot of people probably haven't like come into a show with that many seasons just at the last few episodes. Yeah, so it's, it's not a lot of people who pick yeah. the worst available time to get into a series this, this storied, yeah. but yeah, that's what I did. And I thought they were cool, but I understand how um, yeah. fans found it disappointing. And uh, I did think the last episode was very dull for any series ending even without the context so you know it was what it was i imagine it was probably uh, an okay show i don't know <laughs> i mean it's like just sad that they killed the night king so fast like he yeah. was such a good like like evil villain he, he was the main antagonist throughout the entire series and you're just gonna do him like that like fuck well, what's crazy off. is like he's a book he's a show creation like this is something that benioff and weiss the showrunners and writers have like been building up like mm-hmm. the 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 White Walkers or the others are only only appear twice in the whole series so far. Mm. Wow. So it's just like you created this thing, like you built him up. George didn't do this for you, um, and then you just kind of like I was talking to uh, our friend Sam of saying how the Night King should have been season um, eight, and then Cersei season nine. Like you could even have mm. them both be or six you can episodes, like but just flip that shit right because like I don't know for me like the Night King feels like the biggest threat. I mean, I guess, like, he's supposed to represent, like, death and stuff, so it's, like... And, like, what was the point of making him a Targaryen? And then, also, what was the point of making Jon Snow a Targaryen? Like, it didn't even matter. Who a Targaryen? The Night King. Were there some deleted scenes that provided more context? He didn't burn! Night King was? Because he's he's ice magic. No, because he gave Danny that look. When, uh, oh, oh, is this, wait, is this a thing you've just read into? Or? No. Oh, okay. No, he is not. Oh, you oh. can absolutely <laughs> fight me on this one. So thanks, Allison, <laughs> for causing fun. havoc yeah. as soon as we start a new episode. <laughs> I had so many things I wanted to say, but I totally forgot. Um, About Endgame or Game of Thrones? Oh, uh, Game of Thrones. I did watch the documentary that HBO did about the last season. I heard which that was good. It was so good. Yeah. It gave me a lot more respect for like the whole season. They did like 14 weeks straight of just night shoots, which like, oh my God, yeah. that's miserable. So like, no wonder. Yeah, Is that where it says Night King was a Targaryen? <laughs> uh, Connor. We'll have to. We'll, we'll talk more about this. He was sitting in his yeah. break chair and just on the back, it just says Mr. Targaryen. King Targaryen. <laughs> <Night King> Targaryen. <laughs> so yeah, Sipping thanks. On a Coke. Thanks, Allison. Uh, Avengers, Game of Thrones, and Avengers and Game of Thrones was uh, was really great. Mm, yep. Oh, Barry. All, Wait. all good stuff. Uh, the whole oh, Barry. The sure. only thing about Barry was that every time people would come in Monday morning and be like, "Did you catch the episode or like Game of Thrones good episode?" Lesson. I don't. I haven't watched it. I did watch the big battle scene. That was the only Game of Thrones uh, episode watched I watched. But I watched <laughs> Barry. Uh, I've been watching it. I've watched the first good. season. Watched the show. second season. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a really interesting show. And I always felt like the things that. Every Game of Thrones episode was supposed trying to achieve. I just I thought Barry was just such a wonderful uh, had achieved it in like the thirty short minutes, comparison. like the final battle <laughs> or no the episode. huge battle when they destroy the Night King was supposed to be like the biggest battle in the series. But Barry had this episode that same night that was oh, yeah. one episode. And basically one long fight scene where he is trying to um, kill – he's an assassin, so he's trying to kill this, like, taekwondo master who then – 
He attempts to kill, and there's questions of whether he's dead, but then the daughter comes in, who also is an extremely accomplished fighter and starts fighting Barry, and she is an extremely terrifying villain, and they just can't catch her, basically. (laughs) And it was just such an effective episode and so funny and so... And built tension so well, even even though there were only four, to- basically four total characters involved mm. in the whole episode. Great episode, highly recommend it. That's all I've got to say. Oh, and also dealing with the theme of are people capable of changing? I feel like that was a big question, at least from what I understand, at Game of Thrones. Mm. That the whole show Barry deals with the question of whether, like, uh, yeah, you can sh- you can shake your past. Interesting. Yeah. I, I wish so you that's my that's my two Christine cents on Barry Game of Thrones. Um, I do have something to say about Endgame. I'm sorry, I have to do it. Um, so overall, I really i I enjoyed it. I think it was a good movie. I think the first two hours are fantastic, and I wish you could have had more of that throughout the whole Marvel series. Like, I wish we saw the Avengers being Avengers and do like working together as a team because it was so strong. Um, what I did not appreciate was the killing off of the only female original Avenger. I think that's kind of bullshit, um, especially when it took so long to get a female fucking character, other female characters into the movie. And I think that they have a scene at the very end where like all the female characters gather together in one scene. And I'm like, the fact that you can fit them all in one panel, it sucks. And also if you're trying to say that that makes up for like, the death of Black Widow, then I think, like, that's just really shitty. Um, Also, I think that the way that Cap's story ended was probably the only way that it could, but now that I'm further removed from it, I'm a little disappointed because, you know, he's supposed to be this character that is... He like consistently man out of time, right? So they made him go back to the 1940s or 1950s where he's once again man out of time because now he lives with like Uber and other things like that. Somebody made a joke that was like, hey, like Peggy being like, hey, Steve, did you make the plans for the hotel or for our vacation? He's like, oh, no, shit, I'll just Google. And then it like stares <laughs> up in his face, right? Because like now he has to think about all the all the whole world that he knows that's so entirely different. And it just someone made this post online and I could not articulate it better. And it was like, you know, what a shitty thing to do to send the the most like idealistic character in the time that we're in right now. Like what like the world and how much it sucks back to a time period where it was supposedly better, but like worse for literally everybody other than white men doesn't really send a great message. And I think that that's a really good point. Hmm. Yeah, but it's the only way that Chris Evans couldn't be Captain America anymore. So, you know, I I get that, too. Yeah. My vibe of that scene was that, I I mean, the director said one thing, the writer said another, was that he went back in time to another dimension and then waited for his time to, like, catch up to reunite there. So he could have stopped Hydra. He could have, you know. Yeah, but then it's like, well, then, like, what happened to Steve still in the water? Like, it's just, there's so many questions, and I think that they, like, worked really hard on it. So, like, all the, the, the things that aren't answered, they'll answer it later. But, like, still, man, ugh, I've, ugh. Well, 
I think if we want to talk about Endgame, it probably should be its own episode based yeah. on this. Yeah. Um, because I want to talk about some other movies. Um, definitely the movie like that we're doing tonight for the episode. But also, um, I specifically wanted to check out uh, what n- movies people have been watching. Um, mostly oh, yeah. because this is a really good season for 2019 um, for like the, the May releases. So I'm like kind of stoked about that. Were we finished with that email? Wasn't there a question? Oh, oh right! No. Oh, oh yeah, shit. Allison. Oh yeah. What was it? <laughs> if you could uh, be on the set of any movie, movie what would it be? I went with Caddyshack. Mm. Caddyshack. Mm. I mean, uh, that's you know, it's like a bunch of younger comedians of that era, um, and it's it's like a storied production in terms of everybody being pretty much constantly wasted offset. <laughs> um, so it sounds like it'd be pretty. Uh, pretty riotous and pretty fun i think that i would go with jurassic park um it's so interesting when you watch it now because i mean that came out in the early 90s and you see it and you're like whoa these dinosaurs look really scary and really great and so i just wonder what it was like to actually be on set to see that like i know they use some like animatronics and some things weren't but the scene where they have the sick triceratops and like dr grant is just like leaning on it and moving up and down i want to feel that i know it's fake but i want to feel it (laughs) I don't know. Avengers Endgame is up there in Infinity War because they filmed them back to back. So I think just like seeing what it was like to give actors like redacted scripts, like people not knowing who they're like Spider-Man had no idea who he was talking to. So I, I would just be like just on like in terms of like a technical level of like how do you pull off? Which that must be absorbing a lot of green so screen. Hard. Yeah, I'm just, I would just be curious just to see how they pulled like all that off, like the process of doing these two like epic movies. And like how they, for the most part, successfully pull, I think, just just technical wise, it'd be super interesting to see. Yeah, like as an actor, how do you act when you literally know nothing, when you don't know who you're talking to, you don't know like how you're supposed to be feeling in that moment? Like that is hard. I think kind of going on with Sam said, maybe like Jaws or something. I haven't really thought about it, but Jaws. Yeah, just because the uh, shark was broken for so much of it. And that was like not like part of the plans. Um, And the it's probably the reason why the movie is really great. Um, so that's why you don't see so much of it. Yeah. Because it yeah. got pretty beat up and yeah. screwed up, Makes which sense. then they had to kind of work around that. And I think, think like that creativity, like probably made it a way better movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sheer curiosity, I, I think I brought this movie up last time, but, uh, that witch movie Haxon. <laughs> That was filmed in the 20s. I still want to really see that. I got to see. They were working with some insane sets. And none of, like, all of the creepy uh, houses and witch layers was all real skeletons and uh, literally scenes of just, like, boiling intestines and all. I'm just, like, curious to know how they built those sets uh, and what the fuck the director was thinking the entire time. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. move too because then you get to travel through time, nope. and you get to good. yeah, so you get and to go you back get to, to the roaring twenties, yeah. Denmark in the twenties, <laughs> like every great love story, <laughs> like every great love story. Oh yeah, and there's some wild parties in the middle of the woods when they got the fires oh, going in good. these crazy costumes, mm. and yeah, it's it's wild. Mm, mm. All right, now I want to talk about the thing I want to talk about. Yay. So let's go back to 2019 movies that are coming <laughs> but out. We the still love the Allison. We Thank love you. you. Allison. It was great, but I have stuff I want to talk about that I'm excited to talk about for like weeks now. <laughs> so what what are some things that people have seen that they're like excited about? Because we've had some like cool conversations about certain stuff. I saw Booksmart. 
everybody must go see Booksmart. Olivia Wilde's. You must. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, it taught me why the theatrical experience is still necessary. Yeah, you mentioned that it was just like a good movie to see with a group. Right. It, it reminded me of Endgame, where it was just like, this movie is so much more enhanced by like seeing it with a group of people. Um, and it felt like Super Bad, which is a movie I hold near and dear to my heart, because that was like such a like awesome like middle school, high school movie for me. If that movie was remade in 2019, where you have a female-led cast, um, the the movie was written by four women, female director, um, and very like surreal elements. So instead of just doing like a boring kind of like shot reverse shot, more traditional way of shooting a movie, mm. like trying to like experiment with, um, you know, claymation and different like surrealist elements to the movie, mm. um, it was absolutely phenomenal. Right now, it's my favorite movie of the year. Hands down. Oh, cool. Well, the trailer looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does look very And nice. uh, the, one of the main girls, Molly, is the sister of Jonah Hill. Oh. I think she's the dark-haired one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, she she's was Jonah in, Hill's sister? Yeah. <laughs> she was in Lady Bird, and she's also in That's the so um, What We Do in the Shadows TV show, which mm-hmm. I watched a couple episodes of. Yeah. yeah. Is that any good? It's very funny. That's wonderful. I loved the There's movie. There's a part where they're going shopping for for crepe paper for this party, and he keeps calling it creepy paper, and a weird voice that goes creepy paper, like, over and over again. Um, I also paper. really like the actor that's in it, the main guy, because he was on um, uh, crap, IT Crowd, and was, like, very, very funny. Um, cool. Any, oh, is he else? who plays Moss? Matt something i forget what his name is he plays the boss in like the the second season yeah oh oh yes yes the father yes yeah (laughs) um yeah what else what else people see i saw godzilla and it was amazing i've seen it twice (laughs) um so i wrote like so many notes down so i saw it there were so many people in the theater and like Connor, what you're saying, like the theatrical experience, really. Oh, that's cool. Like, it was a shared emotional roller coaster. When Tywin Lannister came up on screen, everyone, everyone let out a, uh, like, a, just a groan of He's disgust. He's such a good villain. <laughs> he is. And um, I, I loved it so much because it reminded me of, like, the Godzilla cartoon where Godzilla is like more friend than foe. Mm. And like, I feel a big kinship with Godzilla. So I love those moments. Um, I also like weirdly Bader Meinhoft. So that's like, you hear about something once and then all of a sudden you start seeing it or hearing it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had just listened to a podcast that talked about the hollow earth theory. And then they basically talked about that a lot in Godzilla's character. Uh Some like drunk uh, inspired by Rick from Rick and Morty, a uh, scientist who's like the Hollow Earth man, like from the very beginning of the round. He yeah. says a line that made me ascend into the heavens, which was Godzilla was hauling ass, and I I laughed out loud. I almost cried because I was laughing so hard about it. He's so he's funny. so funny in, in everything. Um. Mothra's, Mothra's whole being. Oh, fucking beautiful. She's so gorgeous. I cried several times, and the people who I saw it with, they were like, I didn't expect to cry at a Godzilla movie. And I, I was like, yeah, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, two, two other things. I'm so sorry. Um, the other, so the main dude, what was his name? Uh, the dad yeah. character. Kyle Chandler? Yeah, Kyle Chandler's. Coach? character i forget what his name was in the movie yeah so when they go to see his to to find him in colorado his cabin i swear to god it's the same cabin from endgame where tony stark lived i was like 
is this or all the am Hollywood I just movies were renting out a cabin at the at same one point? time? Yeah. I love that thinking about that happens. when you it totally happens when you feel like you've seen an interior space, like a house yeah. or like a hotel or an like office, and you're like, this is definitely a space that like studios rent or like it's yeah. like either in a studio or it's like the go-to house mm-hmm. like that other production mm-hmm. companies yeah. use. Or like we just talked about last week with uh, Men in Black, that one bridge he jumps off of in New York is featured in, in, in Endgame, I think, mm. and a couple oh, other yeah. films. So It's like it's iconic like locations and recycled sets. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. playing that game. Yeah, um, the dress that Peggy Carter wears, the, the red one that's so iconic, is the dress that uh, Shoshana wears in Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> um but also okay last thing um Godzilla's home that whole scene he has a home he has a home oh. it's really cool there's, he, there's a great part it's yeah. so amazing and Godzilla was buff af and i loved it yeah <laughs> he's been referred to as a thick daddy quite frequently on that's the, not the coming interwebs. out of my mouth but um <laughs> he buff <laughs> I know it's it's true. Um, Him big, yeah. I all the all the creature effects are really good. There's a lot of good horror elements in that movie. Um, it was directed by Ma- Mike Dougherty, who did Krampus and Trick or Treat. And so, if you know that, I feel like you see a lot of the campiness in it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I love that movie. I'm gonna be writing an article specifically about Mothra because um, Mothra it, makes me very beautiful. Emotional. She was beautiful. <laughs> She's gorgeous. I really want to see. She's it. the best. Everyone um, see it twelve times so we can get another one. <laughs> Well, they're doing Kong versus yeah Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. they are, and yeah. yeah, so it it seems like there's gonna be more of these movies for sure. Um, it, it was also funny too. They, there was a trailer for um the Fast and Furious movie, which we did Hobbs and Shaw. Episode. Yeah, and I, I guess saw it uh, twice Garrett's friend saw it, and there was a lady next to him that was just like, "Oh, well, this isn't real, very realistic," and he was like, "Bitch, you are in a Godzilla movie." <laughs> <laughs> There was um <laughs> get your priorities straight. Like, come on now. There was one part where there's like action happening and then the camera just like really quickly zooms into like just zooms left and you see Godzilla just standing there, but it's like only his face, and then it dramatically zooms in to his face. And I think I yeah. once again ascended to heaven because it was everything. I like love dramatic zooms. Mm, and I was too. like, on oh, Godzilla. <laughs> they do it with Rodan a couple yeah, times. Yeah, too. be still yeah. my heart this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think it's definitely worth seeing in theaters. We went to a preview screening the first time, and it was on, like, the IMAX, which was, like, really cool to see. So, um, yeah, go see Godzilla. He is a, a big boy. He's yeah. the king of monsters. The second mm. time we saw it, Garrett kept leaning over and just going, he's so big. He is big. <laughs> he's huge. He is. Um, yeah, it's cool. Um, any any other movies people saw that they wanted to, to bring up? Does that have to be 2019? No, if you just saw something recently, too. Uh, I think it was 2018. Uh, I saw a movie, Cold War, which is like a Polish mm. movie. Oh, yeah. Um, about people who love each other that are, uh, you know, uh, separated by uh, political conflict. Oh, and that story. Oh, yeah, post-World mm. War II mm, Poland. And, War. Uh, and the music is so beautiful because it featured both of them meet uh, went in a... Um, uh, a choir, a music group that mm-hmm. uh, travels throughout the country singing traditional Polish songs and doing uh, uh, traditional dances, and then they fall in love. And it's just, oh, that's it's cool. beautiful. It's beautifully mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. It's great. It's like, spans like 20, 25 years of their life. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what, what's that? How'd you, was that on like Hulu or? Uh, Is it Prime? Netflix? Oh, oh okay. Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's on I think Amazon it's on Prime. Prime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Can I mention one more movie? Is that yeah. okay? Uh, I watched. This is a movie came out in 2017 called Ingrid Goes West. 
Oh yeah, I haven't um, watched it yet. I loved it. I watched that and book. I watched Inger Rose West, and the next night I watched Book Smart. Um, and just two phenomenal movies. Um, Inger Rose West is basically just Aubrey Plaza killing it as a social media stalker, but person who's like struggling with like depression and like various other mental health disorders, but doesn't feel like it's using that to like villainize her or other her. It's just like, this is just who she is and like hmm. trying to live through the world and um, kind of gloms on to Elizabeth Olsen as this like socialite. Honestly, I know. for sure. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of examines like, what does media even mean? What does fame even mean? What is fake? What is, re- I love when movies deal into like hmm. technology and reality and who, you know, ourselves, hmm. the end of that movie, I'm not going to spoil it, but the end is just like hits you in the gut. Hmm. Such one of the best endings to a movie I've seen in a while. That's on Hulu. That's been on Hulu for like two years now. I love watching Audrey Plaza like have that post Parks and Rec like mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, she, she's Plaza? great. Yeah. Uh, she was great on. She's uh, about to be Parks in the new Shecky movie. Uh, but I also just have loved seeing her in other movies mm. like that monk movie and nun movie. Oh, I heard that's of funny. The Little Hours. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so she was in funny. Legion. <laughs> Uh, yes, she's season one of Legion, Legion is phenomenal. I haven't watched the rest of it, but yeah. Good old Dan Stevens. Um, I'm going to, I've seen a lot of 2019 movies, so I'm going to quickly like bounce through them. Detective Pikachu, fucking cute as fuck. So, so amazing. Because I don't think we talked about it. No. We did. Uh, oh, we did? Eyes. Oh, okay. Remember. I like can't remember, remember anymore. Uh, John Wick 3, which like just had like a lot of cool like action stuff in it. Like those movies usually look really amazing all the time. Um, I watched Extremely Wicked and... Whatever. Stupid. Oh, that f- I hated that movie. Yeah. Um, Godzilla, fucking dope. Uh, The Dead Don't Die. Uh, I also saw a preview screening, and Jim Jarmusch was there. Um, and li- listening to him talk about his own movie was uh, a really amazing experience. And then uh, finally, this movie I watched the other night, which um, is on Netflix right now, called The Perfection. Uh, which um, oh, looks terrifying. It is terrifying, but it is great. It is um. I really don't want to spoil a lot of it because it is a movie that as you're watching, it keeps going directions you don't expect it to go, which is really cool. Um, But it's a very interesting kind of exploitation movie to be coming out like around Mm. Me Too. Um, I really, really liked it a lot. I felt it dealt with like, um, like trauma and stuff in a very interesting way. Um, yeah, it's, it is disturbing. It is probably not for everyone, but like, I think people should watch that movie. It's really, I just really keep good. Th- seeing like headlines, like people throwing up when they watch it. Oh people my having God. to like have throw up buckets right next to there's them like, while they're watching it at home. There's gross, uh, like people getting sick at the beginning of the movie for sure. There's some like icky stuff that happens. But I, I liked it. Yeah. Is there eye violence? Uh, I do not think there is eye okay, violence. Good. Yeah. Are you no eye? Oh, no eye violence. Remember our conversation about eye violence versus ear violence? <laughs> oh. Weigh in. How do you feel? Eye violence or ear violence? Which I is worse? I thought of when Daryl Hannah care. squishes I don't uh, know. what's your face's eyeball in Kill Bill. No. That's like oh, intense. Yeah. Eye, yeah. Like between her toes. I don't know. It's weird. Ugh. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I guess we should probably get into the movie that we're doing tonight. So we are still doing, uh, doomsday movies this month. And so I had kind of a hard time picking one of these. Cause I also am always like, uh, I don't know exactly what a doomsday movie is. Cause I think it gets like kind of mixed in with like other genres of these like doomsday, like uh, post-apocalyptic kind of, um, dystopian things. So, um, I went with this movie, uh, called night of the comet, um, which is from 1984. Um, this is a movie I really, really enjoy. I saw a couple years ago just cause a bunch of like 
the super niche like horror sci-fi um nerd people I know like talked about this movie a decent amount um and it's about like these two girls that survive after this like giant comet goes over the world and I think it said like a comet like this hasn't shown up since like the dinosaurs went extinct is the whole like plot of the movie and so this comet goes over and everyone mostly most of the population just immediately turns into sand <laughs> um some of the population turns into zombies and then depending on where some people were they actually survived um and it follows two girls one of them is 18 one of them is 16 their names are reggie and sam Played by 30-year-olds. <laughs> probably played by 30-year-olds. Definitely played by 30-year-olds. Um, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you get these, like, two, like, you know, 80s teens who are surviving the apocalypse, uh, which is, like, pretty interesting premise for me. Um, so I first saw this movie a couple uh, years ago, and actually Garrett recently did it on the po- podcast, too. Um, so, yeah, this is a movie I, like, figured would be, like, fun to show. It's, like, very, very odd, and not a lot of people would watch it otherwise. So, um, yeah, we are going to start off with uh, the trailer. You did trailer, Connor? I did cool. do the trailer. Um, this is a very classic 1980s trailer. Yeah, voiceover guy. Um, and basically, the main sort of theme of the trailer is the night the teenagers ruled the world. Yes. Um, it starts off pretty scary of like the sister, the older sister, what, Samantha? Regina. Uh, the, Reg. Re- Reggie Reg. is the older sister. Reggie shaking her sister, being like, they're all gone, they're all gone. You see like sand, pe- like, you know, clothes, mm-hmm. like very like rapture, like with like sand everywhere. Um, and then at about the minute mark after being like spooky red lights and like red sky mm-hmm. and everybody's gone, then it's like fun music montage of the girls shopping at a mall and everybody has Uzis shooting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just watched the movie last night and it very much has that feel of like very serious beginning and then it kind of opens up to be this like, oh shit, we are the only ones in the world. Let's just have fun. Let's just go to the yeah. shopping mall. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, the trailer gave off like not a really serious vibe. There's almost, there's only one shot of a zombie in the whole trailer. Mm. I think it's kind of interesting because they play a pretty big part in the movie. Um, big-ish part. And yeah, so start serious, goes into like just a silly teenage comedy action sort of picture. Yeah. Yeah, that that pretty much is, is what that movie is, so that sounds right. I love 80s trailers, too. Mm-hmm. They're just always my favorite. Uh, and I also looked up the budget and what the movie made. So its budget was $700,000, and it made $14.4 million in oh, just six weeks. That's it was only, it was, I wonder what's that in today's money. Ooh, I don't know. I can Google it real quick. Um, yeah, that's also just interesting because, like... It, this doesn't seem like a movie I would expect that got like a big release or anything. So like, yeah, only yeah. six weeks in theaters, not even two months. Oh, that's it was kind of a real success. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Pretty interesting. I'll well, get back to you with the currency. Yeah. Change. Yeah. That's, that's, that sounds good. <laughs> we cool. must know. Uh, and then that means Christine, you did the reviews I for this re- one. Mm-hmm. Um. So seventy percent uh, or seventy-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 58% audience rating, which surprised me because all the reviews that I read uh, that were, a lot of them came out in 2014 uh, as like a 30th anniversary oh, interesting. Uh, uh, Blu-ray and DVD re-release. Mm-hmm. All of them were like cult favorite, cult classic. And so I would have thought the audience ratings would be a little higher for it. Um, overall, both reviews that of when the movie came out in 84 and uh, reviews for different anniversaries said basically that it was 
super lighthearted, entertaining. One described it as a pastiche of other sci-fi and zombie movies, but that um, has sort of pays wonderful homage to a lot of other um, elements of other kind of uh, zombie movies. Like it, one that kept coming up was um, Dawn of the Dead, the, the shopping mm -hmm. mall setting. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and it was such a wonderful uh, kind of way to kind of reintroduce that as a fun setting mm -hmm. being like what if the world was overtaken by zombies and all you had to do was just exist mm -hmm. in a shopping mall um performances so uh reviews were saying the chemistry between Catherine mary stewart and kelly maroney who are the mm -hmm. uh, women who play the two sisters their chemistry is really good uh and reviews kept coming back to the performances of the i am assuming the two kind of villain characters uh, Mary Waranov and Jeffrey Lewis, who are the actors, uh, are there villains in this movie? Uh, they're like or scientists, scientists yes, characters who are trying to maybe uh, use this apocalypse to their advantage. Mm. Is that kind of or no? Are they villains? They're trying to save themselves. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah they're like scientists who are like survivalists that were like. Don't they fuck up their base or something? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about yeah. how fucking great these scientists were. All right, but... villains of self interest. Or yeah, something. yeah. Okay, so they but they apparently they were recognizable actors and their performances are wonderful. Um, if I understood this correctly, the makeup uh, effects were done by the same guy who did. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that oh, sound right? Oh, okay. Uh, this guy David David Miller. Um, oh, interesting. You can fact check me out there, but uh, so mm -hmm. I'd be interested to hear how the visual effects mm -hmm. are. It sounded like that was a highlight. Oh, of the cool. Movie. But overall, a uh, cult classic, a favorite. Uh, user reviews on Rotten Tomatoes being like, I love every time I watch this movie, I find a new thing. Is kind of oh, what cool. a lot of people were saying. So. That is kind of interesting with the zombies because I like now thinking about like those two ones together. I guess the zombies do have like a weird thing on their face that is like Freddy reminiscent on some of them, like the the kind of like pocky, like yeah, Bernie kind of. Yeah, it's interesting, huh? Um, cool. Oh, and lo love the use of uh, "Girls Just Want to Have Fun," the Cindy Lauper song. <laughs> that was like everyone's like probably was, the like, best. A use wonderful of that song sort of ever. tongue in cheek uh, take on. I was rewatching it to the end of the world. <laughs> I was rewatching this on my phone and someone was just like, what are you watching? I was like some movie like because I was like, I don't I don't want to explain like a movie. They're not going to go. No. And they're trying to guess just based on that song. And I was like, you know, this is in like a million movies, especially from the 80s. Yeah, um, especially the movie. Girls just want to. Have yeah, fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, cool. So um, I didn't I mean, I have had had a lot of stuff going on so I didn't like set up like a more formal kind of like talking points for this um so I do want to do a little more for you form but I know there's like stuff I want to bring up too uh but Sam you watched the movie so I know you had um it some, was like, a movie I watched it, some technical stuff with it too it didn't like look super great yeah um, that's true so you can get it on Amazon Prime mm -hmm. But it's but also I watched it for free on YouTube. It's also free on YouTube, and it is uh, not the best quality uh -uh. for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So I guess like just general impressions to to start. Um, I said this to you before, but I feel like this is a meme now that like Sam doesn't like a movie, and uh, yeah, I mean. It was a movie I watched, and it is a movie that because you like it, I'll be like. Sure. It was a movie, mm -hmm. but I don't ever want to watch it again. <laughs> I was just like incredibly bored. However, that being said, there are certain parts of it that I liked and I thought that they were really good. So I love the idea of like 
having no idea what's happened Mm -hmm. and being so terrified and you just doing whatever you can to go back to places that are more familiar to you Mm -hmm. and then like thinking that you're the only person alone like you're the only person left and you find somebody and you're so grateful that you find somebody and then you're like oh my gosh it's us against the world and then when they hear the radio for the first Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. they're like holy shit there are other people and so they go exploring the radio station and that fear that you feel yeah and you're like what are they gonna find it's so desolate i'm listening to this podcast that i I can't even remember what it's called but um rami malik does a voice in it oh and it's a lot like that where there's like a power outage and no one knows what's going on so it felt very much in that vibe is it like a story yeah oh Uh interesting it's really cool i'll look it up later yeah what what the title is because i recommend it um and i love in the beginning when Reggie's being attacked by one of the zombies and she's like stay back I know how to defend myself and she fucking kicks ass it was yeah. so good and um, they also zoom in how on how awesome her boots are before yeah. she kicks his ass and I was like cool yeah cool and her hair is beautiful you're like mm, fuck yeah oh man every time I leave my hair fuzz like like wavy like that it turns to giant fuzz and I'm like some people pull it off and this girl looks amazing the yeah. whole time uh-huh and I do like when so like Reggie is like Sam something happened and she's like no and where's what's the stepmom's name Doris Doris <laughs> like that bitch Doris that is bitch. probably just out with Chuck and like she pulls out the dress and the shirt like this is Chuck this is Doris <laughs> takes Chuck's shoe and just dumps dust out yeah, of it right now. and she, she was like the kids the kids would be out you're like what kids honestly like that was <laughs> I thought that stuff was really interesting though because you're right like uh, I think the interesting thing in like those movies is like someone waking up and like they do this in The Walking Dead and stuff too where it's like someone wakes up and they don't know what the fuck is going on who knows later, Tw- I was yeah, about to say yeah. it reminds me so much of him waking up at the hospital yeah. 28 days later and just being like I uh, don't see anyone alive yeah what like the fuck are there people do? where are they like you know just going through a range of emotions that I can't even imagine and so like she's trying to tell the sister what's going on and like I was like thinking about the sister I was like yeah I'd probably react similarly she's like she's like what the fuck are you talking about i'm like trying to get ready for cheerleader practice but no one's answering their phone it's so weird and like yeah it's like it's supposed to be i'm assuming it's like a saturday morning or something and so when she goes saturday she was like where are the kids it's like (gasps) the kids kids! but it's a thing you're like yeah like i don't know if i would i mean it's a thing that like yeah if you're used to that you like you know i would assume it's kind of ingrained in you but it's weird to just be like you're right like something is weird like Mm -hmm. there would be kids out playing and doing things right now you know be like walking you know walking outside one of our doors in the city of philadelphia and like not seeing a single person you just be Be so confused that's how i feel almost every sunday walking to work (laughs) yeah that's so true when there's no traffic when you're up before 10 a.m on the weekend this this is a dead like dead zone yeah yeah that is one thing that's a little interesting too about uh the production of the film is that the uh scenes of an empty los angeles were filmed in the morning on normal business days and the shots of the barren city were done quickly while traffic was held against stoplights <laughs> yeah oh, wow. i heard that too there's a they're making an 80s horror documentary and i forget what it's called but i'm following them on facebook and that was like one of the fun facts they posted the other day that's like really interesting because there are quite a few of those shots in the movie mm. of just like 
a desolate city, just like a car sitting somewhere. It's and I think powerful and cool. Yeah, yeah, those shots are really cool to look at. I I really enjoy that, and the sky is like all like this red color mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So that made it look really interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's like a really interesting element to the movie where I keep thinking about like, yeah, how would one navigate and children? react to this? And yeah. Mm-hmm. What the, I think the cinematography and like the lighting of like, like when the comet passes Los Angeles is like the sky is like bright yeah. red. And it kind of reminded me of like modern movies that are applying like an 80s aesthetic. Mm. It's felt like very much like how like a 2019 movie trying to look like an 80s movie would feel. I was thinking a little bit about the John Wick movies, which mm, do yeah. this thing where there's really cool, but like probably unnecessary lighting in a lot of spaces. Like, oh, I, definitely. There's like this one scene in the second one when they're in a museum and there's just a strip of green light throughout the rooms and the galleries. And you're like, there's no reason they would have those, but it looks so cool Super when it's filmed that way. Yeah. yeah, it happens a bunch in the third one, too. Um, the but yeah there's like a scene where they're at the radio station because they decide like oh there are voices there so we'll mm-hmm. go to the radio station and the bathroom is really interesting looking where it has yeah. these giant mirrors and then they are backlit with this cool stuff mm-hmm. it doesn't even look like that's a radio station it definitely it's like looks a roller like roller rink or something yeah like an abandoned nightclub or something it's like there's just like a little radio station in the middle and everything else is open space it makes zero sense what people think radio stations look like yeah <laughs> Yeah, like, you but know, just 80s. Not real. Yeah. I think what this movie could accomplish with such a pretty small budget, uh, today would be $1.6 million budget, mm. which oh, is like okay. nothing. Yeah. Of like, they really made the most out of every set and yeah. every like street opportunity that they had. And that's yeah. what a lot of reviews were also commenting on. It was a really, really wonderful use on a minimal budget of mm-hmm. really maximum outcome, mm-hmm. especially the idea of having people turn to sand mm-hmm. and have the idea of like, Piles of sand representing complete disintegration of bodies without necessarily having yeah. to like show all the mechanisms yeah. of how a body mm-hmm. decomposes can be like visually striking and mm-hmm. really effective with all you got to do is just get sacks and sacks of yeah. sand. And actually save money by using brick dust. There you go. Oh, cool. Uh, Jim Jarmusch talked a little bit about that, too, when they were talking about like the um, the dead don't die and um you know, I don't think it's spoilers, but when they kill zombies in that movie, it's just this, like, black kind of, like, dust or something that, like, comes out of them, and someone, like, asked him about that, and one of the things that was, like, oh, well, not re- really into, like, gory movies and stuff. After saying, like, Sam, um, Sam uh, Raimi was, like, one of his favorite directors, oh, <laughs> which was interesting. Weird. Um, but... He loves the Spider-Man trilogy. <laughs> Uh, the the like the yeah like there's a I mean, there's like a ton of like like visual like gore stuff that he has done in some of his stuff he has that new like crocodile movie that's coming out that looks batshit uh, crazy yeah, like, um, he just dragged me to hell right with yeah. all the vomit. yeah drag yeah. me to hell he did the new Evil Dead um, yeah there's like a lot of stuff um, but but like it's interesting to like use that and I guess it is kind of just like this like absence of of life he was also saying like they wouldn't bleed like they're not alive anymore and i don't know if you see anything like that with the zombies when they actually die i don't think there's anything that comes out of them do they kill a zombie i don't think so because i know when in the there's a few like uh samantha the younger sister has like a few dreams when they're at the radio station yeah the police officers are uh, they grab her mouth and as she's like pulling trying to pull yeah that's about it hand down like the flesh off of the zombie's hand like breaks off yeah that was gross yeah that's the only time you see i think the only time you see like blood in the movie except for like i think when the scientist gets shot or 
Yeah, you don't, don't see much. So, I would like to fact check myself. Uh, the makeup effects creator is not from Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> but the damn it, Christine. So the idea is that he, he was inspired by the Nightmare on Elm Street had come out. I think. 84. Just previously, mm. or just in, yeah, it said on the heels of Nightmare of mm. Elm Street, and it shaped his creative process. Oh, interesting. So there's a tie in there, but he did not work on the set of Nightmare on Elm but Street. But there, you, you, there aren't a lot of zombies in the movie no. either. There are some, for sure, and it's definitely one of, like, the, like... Um, you know, there's definitely stuff in this movie that, like, doesn't, like, totally work the or kid. come together. Oh, my God. The kid. The kid. The, the kid, kid zombie. zombie who's just, like, literally waiting outside the door. And he's just, like, ah, the whole time <laughs> just waiting for someone to open the door. Um, yeah, so they meet up with a guy named Hector who also survived by sleeping with a hitchhiker in his steel coated yeah. pickup truck. truck or something. They yeah. kind of make it known that these like people survived for specific reasons based on like where they slept. Right. Like mm-hmm. Reggie fell asleep like with the dude she was having sex with in a projection booth and they comment on what the projection booth is also made out of mm-hmm. at one point. And then her sister falls asleep in like a shed or something. Shed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically just by luck, by sleeping in these like metal protected spaces, they were able to live. Do you um, think that they're trying to say anything about like sleeping or like sleeping with people protect? I don't, it's just like that all three no, of the people so. who survive are just like, Oh, they were asleep in a steel. I don't know. just like, it might be an, a nice inversion of like, you see a lot of horror movies. It's like, the teens having sex are like the first yeah, ones to die. And so it's like in these movies, it's actually allows them to be in a space yeah. where they actually which survive. Which I actually and- want to talk a little bit about that too when we talk more about like the female characters because it's a female well, led movie, which is interesting. I mean, like that's really, I think, why I'm having a hard time like liking this movie. I felt a little- there are other reasons, but like the character of Samantha, I think I felt like akin to because of the name. And so like the way her character was written, I was just a little disappointed because like her interactions with her sister, like they're really great at some points. And you're like, yes, like this is great. Like females supporting females. And then they do show like a different aspect, which is like, yeah, they're like two years apart. They're sisters. They're going to fight over things. Mm. But the way that like Samantha was portrayed in some ways being like super boy crazy and like super into the looks, but like boy crazy in a way that's just like kind of inappropriate for the situation. Like, so thinking that Hector is the last man on earth and her like, and Reggie and Hector, are probably gonna be a thing she was like really stuck on that Mm. and like who knows like if this is the end of the world and like you're just trying to make it through like maybe that is something you you get stuck and thinking about but i was just like yeah this was made in the 80s you know like see for me i mean it's definitely made in the 80s and dated but for me it's also a thing where i'm like if a 16-year-old girl doesn't know how to cope with a situation where clearly she keeps trying to push it away, like, this stuff isn't going on, like, when they go to the radio station, she, like, immediately just starts pretending she's a radio DJ and all of these things. And, like, it's, like, using those, like, scapegoats to, like, focus on, like, these small details that don't really matter as opposed to focusing on, like, oh, we might need to survive when we're, like, one of, like, three or four people, like, alive in this, like, world right now. Um, so yeah. that's, like, for me, where, like, I was I was coming from and thinking yeah, of her I character. Yeah, I Because she's also 16, so I'm, like, yeah. yeah, like... Throughout the movie, they keep the scientist characters um, who, like, were in an underground bunker. 
uh, who want to try to find these girls to take their blood. Or uh, we'll get to that. But um. <laughs> upon rewatch, it's slightly confusing, like what's going on. Um, it's like there's this survivalist colony of scientists who only find out that they're alive because Sam was playing on the um, the like radio station and they heard them. Um, and so it seems like they're trying to survive. And, like, tr- some people just want to stay and, like, don't want to look for other survivors while, like, other scientists seem to want to try to find survivors for whatever reason. And that's why eventually they do find Sam and Reggie um, at the shopping mall, um, which and then eventually they just, like, decide that they want to kill them and euthanize them. And so it's, like, mm-hmm. it's a little confusing as to, like, what their uh, motivations are, which I'm, like, you know, this is the second, like, weird 80s sci-fi movie right. I've done in, like, a, a pretty short span of time. So I'm, like, okay, there's, like, a lot of, like, plot stuff that isn't, like, totally flushed out in some of these areas. But well, one thing that really kind of surprised me about this movie was that it's really about how do we cope? Mm-hmm. with really like traumatic like life-changing events which i think sort of gets into the heart of like what a doomsday movie could be mm. like last week we talked about men in black of like trying to stop the doomsday when this like oh the doomsday has happened mm-hmm. and how are these two specific women mm-hmm. like coping with this and a few times the scientists say like well let's do some deductive reasoning where else will teenagers go if they have nothing else to do i know the shopping mall and i think they would be like of course they, these kids would go to the radio station mm-hmm. so i think it it just made me think about like oh like what when we are struggling we try to find these comfortable normalizing mm. things at least and i thought that was like a really yeah. a very surprising kind of theme that the movie yeah. tackled pretty successfully I think and it, yeah, I it's like very just... '80s locations yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I mean, absolutely. it starts off in a movie theater because that's right. where Reggie works, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I keep seeing the potential that this movie has to be like really good if it was remade now. Like the scene when Sam is at, well, when they're all at the radio station and like Sam is like messing around and being like, "If you can hear us, mm-hmm. you know, call this number." Blah 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 blah. But they spend a really long time focusing on Reggie and Hector in the bathroom and like their interactions. Mm -hmm. And like, I I think that was a a choice Mm -hmm. to not let us hear the phone call Mm -hmm. that Sam gets. And she knows now that there's other people. My God. Mm -hmm. But like, how incredible would it be? Like, I can almost see a Twilight Zone episode of like her getting the phone call. And I know the light shines a little Mm. bit. And so she's like, oh, my God, I'm getting a call. But like hearing it and like maybe you don't hear the voice on the end, but you see her reacting to it. I just feel like there's so much potential if like it was to be like remade now. Mm. And and I think that like the, the fact that it was made with female led characters in the 80s is like fucking out of this world and it's fantastic so i think that if it was written by someone like good today with those same kind of female-led characters i think it would be bomb you hear you heard it here directors directors they did announce uh since you're directing now right sam interesting female they did announce that a remake was in production yeah, that um, is something I feel like I. Really Orion Pictures hired. I'm just reading this from Wikipedia. Hired um, Roxanne Benjamin to write us to write the uh, remake. Oh, interesting. That was in 20, October 2018. So. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's there like you go. Might so happen. who knows? Um, yeah, like one thing about this movie is interesting too. Like it's the end of the world. There's like all this stuff going on, but at the same time, they're like teenagers and. Um, Going to the mall. They're yeah, and they do this mall montage where they're like. 
Like, hey, it's the end of, like, there's no one around. We can just fucking steal clothes from the mall and stuff and, like, wear whatever we want. And that's, like, kind of fun. And I'm like, yeah, I could, like, probably see that, like, happening. And oh, my God. you'd be interested in. <laughs> the part where Sam comes out and she has, like, the, the white fur coat. Yeah. And then she has, like, the shawl fur. And she's like... But which one? And Reggie's like, well, go for the shawl because that'll stay in style. That'll stay in fashion, Maura. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, That's yes. so good. I love it. <laughs> Correct. That fur probably isn't gonna, gonna last. Um, but like, yeah, there's like this interesting thing in the movie too where they focus a lot on these specifically romantic relationships like you realize that um reggie and sam are sisters from like a second marriage Mm -hmm. so um it's reggie's dad and uh sam's mom who got married and reggie's dad you find out is like off having like affairs with women all over the world as as her dad's a green beret in honduras yeah and then their mom is like kind of a drunk who's like having affairs right in front of her children and like she and sam get into a fight and like she slaps sam sam slaps her back back, and then the mom punches her in the face and she like rolls over Uh that was like, and that's at like the very beginning of the movie. That's like within the first ten minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. which is insane. Um, but then, like, yeah, I mean, they're also like sixteen and eighteen, but then they are kind of like boy crazy and like looking for for romantic relationships and stuff. Um, and like, what I what I did kind of like about at least Reggie as a female character is that she did seem like a strong female character. Um, you kind of find out like. You know, she's the cool chick in the 80s because she plays, like, video games and she's, like, really good at these, like, arcade game that's in the... I don't the, know what game she was the playing. The movie theater. Yeah. I don't know either. I was, like, trying to figure that out. I was, like, this is the most confusing thing. Um, and then she's even, like, you know, having what looks like pretty casual sex with a guy she works with and doesn't seem, like, totally demonized by that or anything. Um, so there was, like, interesting stuff like that that they focus on. And then, like, she and Hector end up together... Um, um, yeah. At the end of the movie. Ew, and her dress is disgusting. It's such an 80s dress. Oh, it's it's got those like big ass fucking uh, shoulder Poops. pads yeah. in it and everything. And they're like very domesticated, trying to like live this normal life, even though it seems like there's still like no one. What do they keep saying? <laughs> they say we, we have to keep upholding. We're upholding civilization. Or there's yeah, because like even like though that. there's no one anywhere, they're like waiting at the crosswalk to cross. And you're just like, what? Like, this is so weird. There is... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, It's a total change of subject, so... (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) There is something interesting about Reggie, though, where I think she was, like, like, prescribed male characteristics. Like, she, to me, reads really masculine and, like, you know, playing arcade games, like, things that are stereotypically male. And so, like, how interesting would it be to have this movie if you're remaking it but make Reggie's character and if she's still like the main heroine of the movie to make her like feminine like totally feminine and still kicking ass like I feel like that would be really interesting I was just gonna say I feel like they still held on to that in like a lot of ways with like her outfits and like fashion choices and stuff so I didn't really I mean she's definitely meant to be like a a boy's fantasy in the the 80s for sure but (laughs) like I felt like she was still a very like feminine like she's got this like beautiful flowy hair throughout the whole movie she like you know she kicks ass but like you know I think yeah I don't know maybe I mean we both like looked at it differently but that's how I saw it for sure yeah I have a question yeah yeah what do we 
thinking is the world population count at the end of this movie. They really don't give you a good idea of that, I don't think, in this movie at all, no. which is interesting. Like, they run into a couple people that you would find out were, like, dudes that worked at the mall that are like, yeah, oh, now yeah. everyone's dead, so we own the mall. And, like, actually, Sam is, like, pretty kick-ass in that scene, too, which I thought was cool. She keeps like, throwing shoes at the people who are trying to shoot know, guns at them. I know, I know, it's really funny. Like, she, yeah, she was, like, like kind of, like, doing this, like, feisty, like, fighter thing that I really enjoyed in that scene. And but, she tries to drop a TV on them. Yeah, she, which, like, doesn't land near them at all, which I was like, yeah, she I'd tried. probably fuck that up, too. Um, but she, um, they run into those guys that are, like, running the mall, and, like, one of those guys who's, like, the leader, like, they end up just wanting to kill them, but they capture them, tie them up, and then kill them, for whatever reason. Well, part made me laugh, maybe the hardest in the whole movie, was that they put them on a very small forklift. Yeah. And then just lower them, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. maybe, like, 20 inches. And they're inches. wearing chains, like, all around them. <laughs> but they're them. not tied around them, and they're, like, yeah. and he, he, he's playing Russian roulette with Sam, and they're, like, the um, the two sisters are back-to-back. <laughs> just, like, and then you actually yeah. learn that they are semi-zombies. Yeah, because then, mm. yeah, then there's, like, people who are, like, half zombies. You also find out eventually that all the zombies are going to disintegrate at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, with them, th- there's also that great guy that, like, has, a, where he's just like, I'm not crazy, I just don't give a fuck. And you're like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, <laughs> um, But, like, it seems like it's it's only an hour and a half. It's, like, an hour and 34 minutes, I think, total. Um and it's interesting to me because it seems like they do try to do some world building in this movie. Like, there's this subsect of, like, the scientists who all eventually get killed off, like, pretty quickly without, like, knowing too, too much about them. There are these, like, half zombies. There are the zombies. Like, there might be other survivors. And so it seems like they were trying to do a decent amount, but, like, they had a very small budget and all these other things, I'm sure. So it'd be, like, interesting to see, like, with a bigger budget, doing a remake, right. um you know, trying to incorporate more world building stuff, how that would work in this, because, you know, I, Garrett and I just watched, um, uh, Rabid the other day, another Cronenberg movie that I'm going to write about. And we didn't like it as much because there were a bunch of ideas that they kind of threw out there. And it was like, none of it was explained. Like all of it was super vague, which sometimes doesn't bug me, but other times I'm like, but this is really interesting. And I want to know more about like Mm. what you're trying to do here. And I felt like there's definitely some elements of that, like in this particular movie too. Um, the world just gets healed randomly with, with some rain that I don't totally understand. And I like kind of forgot about that. And then I was like, oh yeah. And like, that's not fully flushed out or, or anything, but I like, sure. I don't know if this is like, just cause I've been watching Chernobyl on HBO, which mm-hmm. everybody so should be good. watching. Um, but like, I wonder if there's some kind of parallel because don't they say or allude to that? Like the dust is like dangerous. Yeah, like, like maybe breathing it like in. Like breathing it in or... can still like kill you or turn you into a zombie or like dehydrate you to kill yeah. you. So I wonder if there's like some kind of like Cold War nuclear paranoia. Like I don't know if that's just because I'm mm. watching Chernobyl. Ooh, interesting. Um, but it's also the 80s. So 84, like, yeah. yeah. So I just wonder if there's like also something of like this thing that's like invisible or granular can still kill you. 
I don't, mm. I don't know. That's, that's just what was in my brain as I was watching it. No, and there's like, I feel like I saw something recently that was like that too. Oh no, it was a book I read. Uh, it was called The Fireman by Joe Hill, where it was like breathing in like ashes, like actually ended up giving you the disease. I think there's an X-Files episode I've seen like that too. So there is like this interesting, like mm-hmm. the spores and remnants and all of these things. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like watching, watching those kind of movies, obviously, even just watching fucking God Godzilla the other day and that oxygen bomb that they have oh that destroys all the fish in the ocean and it, they use um, an O bomb. Yeah, they do. Oh, they bring I need out to see the O bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty great. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 also interesting to watching movies that are coming out like right now because I feel like I'm watching a bunch of Garrett and I were just talking about this watching a bunch of filmmakers dealing with their anxieties about global warming and um, all of the very scary real things that are happening in our lives right now and seeing elements of that in some of these movies from like Mm. the 80s and stuff like that is like pretty interesting where you're just like oh god like we are still just still just real scared about all of the end of the world stuff that's like feeling eminent a lot of the time and I think what's great about the beginning of the movie is that this comet, because they say that Earth is going to be passing through the tail of this comet that mm. that maybe wiped out the dinosaurs. Um, and it's yeah. it's like fucking New Year's Eve. Like, really, that's what yeah. everybody's partying. Yeah, everyone's, like, real stoked about this comet. And it's like, that's really how we're going to fucking die. We're going to just, like, party the, get fucking drunk and wasted and then just turn to sand. Because there's no water <laughs> left on Earth. Here, here. Well... If that's the way we go. There's a really funny part at the beginning where Reggie's boss at the movie theater, which why the scene is there, I don't really know. He's trying to sell those like, (laughs) what are those called? The headbands with like the things that like wiggle attached to them. Right. It has them for for every holiday. And like, but he has some that are cheaper, but he keeps showing them with the ones that are 950 does like they have dangly parts. (laughs) He's like, see, and it like keeps cutting back to this guy selling this dude on the more expensive ones he eventually buys and it's just ridiculous this lady's got the 751 don't be like her yeah he's like yeah these are the these are the 751 he's like hitting them and like showing them just like, okay but you're right like that's we would just like kind of ring it in like it's this like funny thing that's happening right. um there's a scene that happens in a uh, evolution one of my favorite movies oh my, oh my god where they're all like partying when like they think like everyone's gonna just die so they're all just getting wasted at the community college i think you brought back some like repressed god. memory of that movie <laughs> some Fucking, recovered memory i watched, love that movie i revisited that movie within the past year and there's so many things i forgot about evolution <laughs> David Duchovny phoning it in, <laughs> like pretty much every single scene. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm. is that a doomsday movie? But it's like him. It's well, I mean, Julian Moore. It's um, there's a uh, Orlando Jones. Yeah, Orlando Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a good cast. I'm probably gonna pick that for a thing sometime. <laughs> also, this is an interesting movie, uh, kind of comparatively to what the movie that like you're gonna do is too. If that's like something like. I feel like I keep seeing like similar themes in some of these. I'm not trying to like give yours away. Spoilers! But... I picked yeah. a zombie movie, <laughs> but <laughs> it didn't have to be zombies. But yeah, like I, I've also just saw that Jim Jarmusch mo- movie lately. So it's like I'm thinking a lot about like zombie movies, which aren't my favorite genre of like horror nah. either. So it's it's interesting like talking about those a lot. Um, can I? Yeah, yeah. One please. last scene that yes. I really enjoyed that kind of stuck with me is when the scientist is talking to Samantha, and you're led to believe that Samantha's been infected and she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so the scientist is like doing her a kindness, doing her a favor, mm-hmm. and like 
um, just injects her with some type of poison that would kill her. Mm -hmm. And, and like Samantha is like really cheery and bubbly and talking. And then all of a sudden she's just gets like a little tired and then she just goes to sleep and dies. You're led to believe. Mm -hmm. And, um, everything is so quiet. And the doctor like clearly feels really bad about it and is like feeling some kind of way because like she eventually commits suicide in the movie. And, um, it was just like so startling. And I remember being like, wow, what the fuck? But like, what an, like what a kindness and what a like an interesting thing to do mm. like if you're about to turn into a monster like wouldn't you oh i don't know Prob- like yeah. is the question would you want someone to yeah. take you out so what happens to <laughs> yeah Samantha? that woman is very uh, she's she ends up being fine yeah. the woman like ends up Just giving her a sedative her. instead mm-hmm. i think is what what occurs but like she she's supposed to be euthanizing her because that's Got like it. the whole plan um because the scientists also capture these young children that they're going to euthanize and stuff um and they all save them i think I think the last thing I want to mention is um, there are a lot of good outfits in this movie, but the fact that uh, Hector, who's not even in the movie that much, dresses up not only as Santa Claus <laughs> yeah. at one point, but also a cowboy at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, <laughs> Hector is the big mystery of the movie. Yeah, he's, he's interesting. <laughs> he could have just been totally eliminated. He could have been. I, I thought the guy that played him was really good. Yeah. I thought he was like a pretty charismatic actor. So it's one of those things where I'm like, hey, they're like, get rid of that character or like do something more with it. Like, I think maybe if the dude element was like kind of erased from that, maybe it could have been much more of like an interesting like character, like, you know, relationship between these two sisters who aren't just like 18 and 16 and fighting over boys during the apocalypse. But, um, but, but yeah, another unclear connection to uh, Buckaroo Banzai, Jeff Goldblum randomly dresses as a cowboy. <laughs> Well, that's that's his, and, his whole character, right? Yes. But uh, it, there's it, no contest, no context or explanation for it. I don't and know. And then you've got this character Hector wanting to dress as a cowboy, trying to bring those cowboy movies back in the eighties. Mm, yeah, in the apocalypse. Yeah, cool. Uh, well, any other thoughts about Night of the Comet or anything? The best scene for me was when they're in the shopping mall. They set for whatever reason they have Uzis and AKs, mm-hmm. uh, and so that Sam- they obtain very yeah. easily. <laughs> um, Samantha has an Uzi. She sets it down next to like maybe six different pairs of high heeled shoes, and then picks up the shoes and tries. It's just like I feel like that one shot of like gently setting the Uzi on the table to pick up heels to try mm. on, just like perfect. That one shot for me summed up the whole movie. At the end of the movie, they also throw all of the guns into the mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, I don't know what is happening here, but, but sure. they did it. But but yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's done. It. Yeah. did it. Uh, but yes, as Sam said, this is definitely a me movie for sure. Um, yeah, well, cool. Thank you guys for for watching and talking about this with me. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and then we will come back with our whiteboard question. Did you ever wonder what it would be like to be one of the last people on Earth?
we still have to fight about King Targaryen. We're keeping all of this. I'm in. not forgetting. I won't. I'll never fucking fight you. And welcome back. <laughs> um, can we cut it so it's I will fucking fight you and then. Um, so now we're going to do our whiteboard question, which I came up with very quickly after uh, we talked this morning. So um, for this one, in honor of, uh, you know, Reggie and Sam, um, I kind of wanted to do a thing that was like, you know, if you found out like you were potentially one of the only people left after an event similar to like that in Night of the Comet. Like, what are what are some of like the silly things you'd think you'd like want to do? Go to Walmart and eat all the candy. Mm. Yeah, Walmart specifically, like a Walmart super center. That just, just as like everything. a just as oh, like a Walmart good. fuck you or because you got guns there, so you can just shoot all the Walmart signs <laughs> and stock up on ammo. Um, you can eat all the candy that you want. They got fertilizer, so if you want to, like the Walmart super centers, you want fertilizer. Got at a the end of the world. Tell us more about the fertilizer. <laughs> well, you got guns. You get candy. You got fertilizer. <laughs> you can make a bomb. You can grow some plants. Mm. I mean, what okay. more needs to be said? Okay. Uh, you know, you got a future proof, and then Walmart has got it all. You got the crane machine. You can finally try to win on one of those. I think future proofing at the end of the world is a little bit too late. <laughs> But I guess, I mean, I guess, you know, now we, you know, we don't like Walmart, but it is where the guns are at if you needed them in emergency situation. So you would think about that with like thousands of other people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is all. That is a compelling point. Right? That's you how you get be... shot at Walmart. <laughs> mm. But if it's the night of the comet, then I'm only like one of like 10 Cabela's people Cabela's too. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, what if there's a water park? No lines. Uh, like, you want to go to Dorney Park during the apocalypse? Yeah. That was one of mine. Go to an amusement park and I find the biggest ball pit, find the biggest slide, anything that didn't require electricity. <laughs> what amusement parks have ball pits? I was going to say, because I assume like a water park is shut down at that point. Irrigation and, yeah. <clears throat> anything that doesn't require... Yeah, something that's already readily available. Yeah. yeah. Let's say, like, this is right after it happens and maybe electricity is still on somewhere. Because there's still electricity in the comet. Yeah, yeah. Like, they go to the mall and there's, like, that, again, like, just the weird, like, neon lighting, but it's there. Yeah. Um, cool. Amusement park, Walmart. Great. <laughs> of other thoughts. <laughs> I know I'm not living long. In this apocalypse, I just know it. It's just not going to happen. So I'm going to use my time the best way I possibly can. I'm going to go to Washington, D.C., and I'm going to look at all the fucking documents, the things they've been keeping for from us 40 years. What's in Area 51? I need to know. Yeah. Is Lincoln's body really at the <laughs> Lincoln Memorial? I need to know this. So I'm going to touch the Declaration of Independence with my real steal fingers. Steal the Declaration of Independence. Sam's opening up all the, like, coffins and, like, mm -hmm. memorials. Who really killed JFK? <laughs> and then you're like, I know, I have all the answers now, and you just die. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you yeah, turn to you sand. Get, you, yeah, like, zombie gets you immediately. <laughs> no, some <laughs> fucking asshole from Walmart took a gun and shot me. Connor running out of Walmart not knowing how to use a gun because he's so hopped up on candy and fertilizer. <laughs> That's just don't tell my secret. Walmart. <laughs> you know those like the people of Walmart posts. Yeah, oh, just yeah. imagine all of those people with guns oh in this apartment. Isn't that how we're all gonna end? God, I've like <laughs> I have seen some things at Walmart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Oh. Dave, Dave, you got anywhere? Dave, anything you want to do? I'd be headed to Guitar Center. Um, I'd first mm. find a generator so that, like, you know, I can I can hook up an amp and, and try out all the different guitars. But I would also build myself, like, a 50-piece drum set. That being said, I can't really play drums very well at all, if barely. So that would be uh, great because I could set up this uh, gratuitous and really uh, excessive drum set, and no one would hear me play it poorly. Oh. It's like the like time enough at last the the Twilight Zone episode where he can just read all the books. You can play all the drums. There were drums now. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple more along those lines. I would go to. I read about this the uh, like a while ago and thought this was crazy. So uh, there's this thing, the Future Library outside of Oslo, mm-hmm. where this artist, this like Scottish artist, had got a bunch of writers to bury unpublished books, some like David Mitchell, Margaret Atwood, and bury them under spruce trees. It won't be unearthed until 2114. Oh, come on. And so I'll be dead. We're not going to be alive. I would go to this fucking buried library and unearth like David Mitchell's new unpublished book. I (laughs) love David Mitchell. I I want to know what you're cooking up. I know, me too. Oh my God, that's amazing. I'd also use all the fancy bathrooms and like really fancy hotels hotels in New York. Oh, cool. That's a good call, like, too. Take really a doogie cool. in, like, every single big toilet. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that, too. Like, I wanna... Don't have to flush. That's why you have to pick a new one. <laughs> like, I want to experience those, like, the super rich people's homes or oh, hotel yeah. suites and things that I'll, like, never be able to see or afford in my lifetime. Uh, just, like, fuck up Donald Trump's, like, golden loft, <laughs> the Trump Tower. Yeah. Um, also, potentially, since it's, like, kind of open now, st- I mean, the Star Wars worlds would <sighs> be empty of God, human beings so... and I could finally you know try to to go there I tried to say in front of my partner and his family that uh, go, saving up money to go to the Star Wars park is a better investment than saving up for a wedding <laughs> Priority. Yeah, it's like you do what you want. I was like, um, it's one day versus a whole time at this amazing theme park dressed as a, like amazing characters. Why why would you ever do that? I don't know if they Why do you think it, Alyssa but... and I are waiting two years to get married? Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know when it's gonna be affordable to go to that park. I saw some of the prices for things there and whew, damn. So that's why I gotta I gotta wait for the apocalypse basically if I wanna <laughs> go to my place. What if we take a butter with that road trip to Disney World? Ooh. I like that. That would be an interesting experience. It, it would be. We would have to only listen to our episodes oh. <laughs> in the car ride down. Cool. So we'll drive ourselves crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing me as a person, I would be insufferable. I'm so sorry. Just ever would take a, like a trip together. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, one month we have to do a road trip episode. Like a, a recording month, in month. the car. Record, a month oh of recording God. in the car. Does do we sure of us here have a car? <laughs> No. 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 We can pretend. How about a license? I have a license. Okay. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Three out of five. We got this. (laughs) Yeah. Christine and I are supposed to motivate each other to get our license, and it hasn't happened. We've been talking about this for a while. Oh, God. If I can get through jury duty, then I'll go to the DMV and start getting through. That sounds good. Yeah. I keep being like, oh, I got to find a job first. I got to find a house first, and then I'll do these things. That's not actually 
going to happen. I mean, Star Wars Land comes first. Star Wars Land. I had some other ones, too. Like, I want to, like, kind of, like, along Sam's lines, I want to touch some fucking rare books. Like, I want to, like, hold, like, the be- most beautiful first editions yeah, by, like, writers I love, like, and just smell them. <laughs> no more books. No more books. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably that's probably all the things. I want to just hang out with animals, go to animal shelters. Oh, I should free all the animals. That's a thing that I should do, probably. But. Just unlock all the zoos. Yeah, go to the zoo. That's that easy, just right? Like, just like grab a, re- a red panda to snuggle for, for a while. Be great. Meanwhile, the animals aren't like domesticated at all. So the red panda, right. like, <laughs> you know, like hates you. Pandas like cuddles, it's, right? I mean, I'm probably not going to survive that soon into it either. So would I rather get eaten by a zombie or, or a have red a red panda, panda maul me to death? Get red panda maul death. Red panda all the way. What would you rather you would have? know that it would live on by eating all you the flesh off your bones. Yes. Yeah. Versus, and like potentially having like a healthy carnivorous? life. And... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> bamboo. <laughs> okay, fine. You would provide the meal for Pandas the tiger. Versus red panda. What's the difference? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure neither is a carnivore, so as far as that goes, none. <laughs> it's like this is not a red panda you're holding. <laughs> Like a piranha that has fur. What? Speaking of the end of the world. Furry piranhas. Jesus. (laughs) On land or sea. Sci-fi channel, here's your next movie. This is a free one. We don't even need credit. Yeah, you guys watch watch Shark Octopus. Did you guys watch that program Life After Humans on Discovery Channel? That was like being built up. But it was supposed to be built up as this huge revelatory like documentary. It was like Weeds will grow eight feet tall. <laughs> Cats that once lived inside will now live outside. I was like, I waited four weeks for this yeah. shit to come out to tell me that it's my like, garden is going to overgrow. I've seen I Am Legend. I know what New York looks like. I do, bring, I do bring it up a lot when I'm doing um, an interpretation of one of the spaces that we come in contact with mm, a lot. Yes. <laughs> True. Mm. Mm. I just remember the image of like your pet, your dog will live for a couple days and then die <laughs> after he eats your flesh. And I was like, right? Because you're dead and Listen, my dog has permission to do what he needs to. I do. mean, Tony and okay. Sage can eat my flesh when I'm dead. Yeah, Phoebe can eat my Sage flesh. Sage isn't too. gonna wait a second. No, I'll probably be sleeping tonight. Just be like, nye, 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 Sage nye. is immediately gonna turn into fucking Rambo and just like I'm surviving this. Wait, also, did you see a new Rambo's coming out? It there's a good. new Rambo coming out. It's gotta be bad, right? It's, it looks. Good. It opens with him sitting in a rocking chair, and then the rest of the trailer is him killing the fuck out of every single person he comes to in contact with. that one with. fucking song that people can't shut the fuck up about. Yeah. With B- Billy Ray Cyrus and oh, whoever. Yeah. That, like, something road. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I've never seen road. a Rambo movie before, but, like, that made me want to see a Rambo Is that going to be you movie. and Garrett's next theme? To watch movies, the Rambo's franchise. Uh, oh well, we still have like sixteen Godzilla movies to watch because we've only watched, watched so half many. of them. <laughs> so, I also really want to do Hammer horror movies. I don't know. We're, I also haven't seen Furious uh, or Fate of the Furious is the eighth one. Yeah, I don't know why you look fast at me. Fast eight. Fast eight. <laughs> I don't know. Fast. Fast eight. Too. Too fast. Too eight. I don't know. Too hate. Too late. <laughs> um. Oh. So on that note, um. Do we have any shout outs or like last last things that I know, Sam, you had someone you want or a, a 
podcast a, a podcast thing <laughs> yeah so the the podcast that i was talking about previously is called safe space it is very good check it out cool. and i think the episodes are like maybe 20 30 minutes so like you can roll through it cool great thanks to you the listener yeah um for like helping I mean, our yes but that was like we've just had a lot of really successful instagram and facebook posts so just thanks for the support oh how is facebook going facebook's going i do my box office report sometimes Oh, Dark Phoenix! I can't guys. wait to. Pu- uh, by the time this episode's released, Dark Phoenix will already have been a huge bomb, the X Men movie. But I can't wait on Sunday to see how little money this horrible movie. What if people makes. actually really like it? <laughs> no, gonna eat I'm in crow. second place on our box office, like uh, the pool we did. So I might. I don't know. I probably won't win, but I'm in second place right now, so I'm real excited. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well. Please uh, check us out um, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, which I guess we don't really use, but we also don't have the correct butter with that handle yet. So it's butter with that one. Um, <laughs> please email us as well, because Connor, of course, wants the emails and it keeps them it keeps them awake at night knowing that you guys aren't emailing us. But when you do, I can sleep with ease. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I probably should have done my stuff first, but, um, I also do the, the horror night still chill and kill horror. Uh, by the time you hear this, I will have already done night of the creeps, which is one of my favorites. I don't know what I'm going to do for July because my brain is uh, melting slowly and I can't really think like a day ahead. Um, and then also read some of my articles at cinema 76. Cause I'm really excited that I am writing again. Um, check us out with Christine's episode next week for her installment of doomsday. And, uh, Thanks again, guys. See you later.